When the kindergarten teacher returned to her class after being absent for a few days, she asked the kids how they had liked their substitute teacher. And one little boy said, she was all right, but she wasn't as smart as you. She had to use two hands to play the piano. <laughs> this is not kindergarten. The gathering online for worship is certainly a substitute for the kind of Easter we'd rather be having today, right? Now, don't worry, I'm not going to play the piano, though I take pride in my rendition of the complicated classic, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had a son who grew into a man that became known as the Lamb of God. And in today's Gospel lesson from our own St. John, chapter 20, another Mary, Magdalene, comes to the tomb of the man who was slaughtered for the sins of the world. Mary is the first disciple to arrive at the tomb, the events of Holy Week fresh on her face. The pain of her teacher's death, still biting, still unbearable, still bruising. She's come to mourn, she's come to grieve. She's come because she doesn't know where else to go. How like Mary Magdalene many of us have been these last weeks. The world has experienced death in countless ways, from the worst of lives lost to ways of life in living lost. There is much to mourn, there is much to grieve, but Mary's impulse, even in her darkest hour, is to go to Jesus. It's a good instinct, it's a good impulse when the Christians and seekers all around the world have been acting upon during these last days. After all, this Christ experienced betrayal, this Christ experienced bloody suffering, this Christ experienced the death and the grave. In times like this, he seems like the right kind of person to go to. And if you think that Jesus is the right kind of person to go to in this time of crisis, raise your hand and say amen. I see lots of hands. Now Mary is shocked to discover that the tomb is empty. And what she's probably thinking about is grave robbers. That was a thing in the first century. And she goes to tell Peter and John. Peter and John were part of Jesus' inner cycle, inner circle of apostles. And they run to the tomb and they find it empty. They leave. Mary stays. Mary encounters angels in the tomb. But then she hears a voice. Why are you weeping? She thinks it's the gardener. Now, actually, that's kind of an odd question, isn't it? Why are you weeping? I mean, this is a graveyard with a garden. It's a tomb. I mean, often what do people do at cemeteries? They weep, right? How many of you have ever wept at a grave? Raise your hand. I see several hands. But then she hears a voice say her name. Mary. The scripture tells us she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Now in that moment, Mary didn't understand the resurrection. In that moment, all of Mary's problems were not solved. In that moment, Mary's life was still upended. But in that moment, 
she hears her name and turns to Jesus. She turns away from the cold gray tomb of death and what had been, and she turns toward the blossoming green garden of life and what could be. She turns toward resurrection. The words of the writer Barbara Johnson have always run true. But today they claim across the continents of the world in crescendo. We are Easter people living in a Good Friday world. We are an Easter people living in a Good Friday world. In that moment, Mary Magdalene turns toward resurrection. For 2,000 years, through personal tragedies, persecutions, plagues, and more, the Easter people of Jesus Christ have, again and again, turned toward resurrection. This Easter, God is calling you by name. In the middle of whatever mess you're in, inviting you to turn toward resurrection. Turn toward somebody next to you at home, or turn to somebody on the screen and say, Turn toward resurrection. <laughs> now, just for a moment, we will turn toward a joke. A police dog responds to an ad for work with the FBI. And the personnel director says, well, this is a bit unusual, but nonetheless, these are the three major requirements to be considered for the academy. Number one, you have to type at least 60 words per minute. And the dog can type for 80 words per minute. Well, the second requirement is you have to pass a physical exam and then a very difficult obstacle course. Well, the perfect canine specimen passes the course in record time. And the final requirement is that you must demonstrate that you are bilingual. And the dog looks up at the personnel director with confidence and says, Yes, I see some of you rolling your eyes and, and, and some of you are giving a thumbs up. To be Christian is to be bilingual spiritually. To face the facts of your Good Fridays while walking by faith toward your Easter Sundays. Did you catch that? Let me rewind. To be a Christian is to be bilingual spiritually. To face the facts of your Good Fridays, walking by faith toward your Easter Sundays. Now here's a true or false statement. If you think it's true, give a thumbs up. If you think it's false, give a thumbs down. Mary Magdalene was the first witness of the resurrection. Yeah, no, that, that's true. That's true. Follow-up question. Was she like the only really witness of the resurrection, just one of a handful? What do you think? Okay, I see different, uh, different expressions. Yeah, no, she was hardly the last witness. For 2,000 years, millions of ordinary Peters, Johns, and Marys have witnessed the power of the resurrection in their own lives. How? Through encountering the living Christ. How? Through experiencing Christ's power of love to bring good from the worst of suffering, sickness, and sin. With God's help, you can as well. Now, if you have experienced Christ's power in the middle of a suffering period in your life, raise a hand. 
I see lots of hands. And if you have encountered the living Christ at some point in your life, raise your hand. I see lots of hands. If you'd like to have that kind of encounter or that kind of experience, raise your hand. Again, I see lots of hands. In this moment, and in every trying moment to come, listen for God's voice speaking your name. It may be a shout, it may be a whisper, it may be something very subtle, but listen for God's voice speaking your name. And then, turn toward resurrection. Amen.